0: I would like to speak today about authenticity. St. Paul gives us a warning in the second reading. He says, watch carefully how you live, not as foolish persons, but as wise, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not continue in ignorance. Whenever anyone ever asks my mother why I'm a priest, she always usually tells them the same answer I'm making up for lost time. And that's because growing up just three houses down from St. Mary's Church, I was always taught that you had to get to church before the gospel was proclaimed, and you couldn't leave until after receiving Holy Communion. And so I made sure I met that obligation every time. I remember my brothers would come downstairs and I'd be playing video games. And they say, aren't you going to Mass today? It's 5 o'clock in the evening. It's 5.15 at this time. I'm like, yes, i got two more minutes. About 5.17, I'd pause the game and I'd run over to church, get there right before gospel is proclaimed. I'd stay there until I received communion. And then I'd walk out the side door and go right back to what I was doing before. I did this for years. Until one day, I was walking outside the church right after communion. And someone stopped me. And they said to me, Do you realize what you just did? I couldn't say anything back. Because I had no idea what I was doing. I was living in ignorance. And ignorance produces inauthenticity. There's a saying that the authentic self is the soul made visible. Meaning, to express with our bodies what we believe in our souls. That's authenticity. An inauthentic person is someone who professes one thing, but acts in a different way. So the question we must ask, what does it mean to be an authentic Catholic in the context Of today's gospel four times Jesus repeats it the same words amen amen I say to you eat my flesh and drink my blood my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink and never forget this what was the response of those who were following Christ. Gospel says, as a result of this teaching, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. And what did Jesus do? Did he run after them? Did he say, look, you got me all wrong. I was speaking just in syllogisms. It was hyperbole. Did he try to water down what he said? no he turned to his apostles those who stayed and he said will you also leave me the catholic church was built upon the few who remained after the majority walked away and that dichotomy still exists in our church today between those who walk away and those who remain with Christ. Every single time you walk down this aisle, you are shown a wafer, and you say the body of Christ, and you repeat, you profess with your mouth, Amen. Amen means I stake my life on it. I believe it. I would die for it. Authenticity comes in to play right after. What do we do after receiving communion? Does our body express the amen that our mouth just professed? Frederick Nietzsche, one of the most influential atheists of the 20th century, every atheist of our time is echoing his thoughts and he was obsessed with God but he hated the Catholic Church because he said he, all he saw was hypocrites he would take his followers and on Sundays they would stand outside a Catholic Church and, he, and he'd say to his disciples watch these people look at them they all just said that they received the body of Christ the body and blood of God look at them And they begin to mock them. And he said, if you Catholics really believed what you say you believe, you would crawl on your hands and knees down that aisle. And then they'd laugh and walk away. What was he noting? An an inauthenticity between the faith that was being professed, and what their lives expressed, and he was right to do so. If we really believed, what would we look like? August 18, 1996, Buenos Aires, Father Alejandro Pazet was celebrating Mass in the center of the city and after mass a woman came up to him and said we found a discarded host in the back of the church by the candle stand. so Father Pezet he went back there and found the disgraced host on the ground and he took it and he put it in a glass of water so it would dissolve and he put it in the tabernacle he came back eight days later on the following Monday and instead of finding the, the host dissolved. he found a fleshy substance. The host had turned into f- bloody flesh. So immediately got on the phone and he called his archbishop, who was Jorge Bogolio, who's that? Pope Francis, the future Pope Francis. He called Pope Francis Jorge, Jorge Bogolio at that time, and he told him the situation, and Cardinal Jorge said have it professionally photographed and put it back in the tabernacle and don't tell anybody about it. So he did that. Three years later, not only did it not dissolve, but it only grew bigger as it was in that water. So Pope Francis said, have it analyzed, send it to New York, don't tell them where it came from, and find out what the results are. So that's what they did. They sent it to New York and they didn't tell the scientists where the specimen came from and one of the scientists was Dr. Frederick Zugiba a well-known cardiologist and forensic pathologist in New York and after examining it, he determined that the substance was real flesh and real blood containing human DNA. He said and I am to just quote him here The analyzed material is a fragment of the heart muscle found in the wall of the left ventricle close to the valves. That's the muscle in the heart that pumps the blood through the rest of the body. The heart muscle contains a large number of white blood cells. This indicates that the heart was alive when the specimen was taken from the body. Because white blood cells can only thrive on a living organism. And this is what's really shocking. He said, what is more, these white blood cells penetrated the issue of the tissue of the substance, which further indicates that the heart had been under severe stress, as if the owner had been beaten severely about the chest. He thought that they took this substance from a man who had been almost beaten to death before they sent it to him. Only after the finding did they tell him that the specimen was in water for three years before it came to him, which he could not explain. And when they told him that before it was that fleshy substance, that it was a wafer used in a Catholic mass, he couldn't believe it. He was a staunch atheist and today he's a practicing Roman Catholic. It's Jesus Christ truly present in the Eucharist. It's Jesus Christ present in every Catholic Church you ever walk into. It's Jesus Christ present in every Mass that is ever celebrated and it is Jesus Christ present in you every single time you receive Him. This is the faith that we profess and we are only as authentically Catholic as we live this and express it in our bodies and in our lives every single day. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. He remains in us. But this is the question. Do we remain in Him? Or do we receive Him and walk out the side door like we just ate a cookie? Do we go back to our aisles and just start looking at what everyone else is doing? Or waiting for the priest to cleanse the vessel so we can get on with the next thing? This is the greatest tragedy. That God is the one who comes to us, but so often we are the ones who neglect to respond to that invitation. We would rather remain on the outside. That's the drama of every human life. The most quiet time in a Catholic church should be immediately after we've all received communion. You should have no idea what's going on around you because we're all lost in prayer. We're all talking to Jesus Christ in the presence of our heart after receiving him. The most inauthentic thing I've ever done in my life as a Catholic was for so many years receiving him and walking out of the back door never giving it a second thought. Therefore, I echo St. Paul's words to you. I urge you, do not continue in ignorance because the days that we live in are evil both within the Catholic Church and outside the Catholic Church but Jesus Christ is still present with us and he is still coming to us every single time we step into this church and he's still asking us the same question that he asked his apostles 2,000 years ago will you too walk away will you also leave me may we all respond with that great exclamation of Saint Peter to whom shall we go Lord you alone have the words of eternal life